Welcome to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Kate Moore Youssef, your host, and if you've arrived here, there must be a reason. I'm guessing you're curious to learn more about improving your wellbeing alongside ADHD, or maybe looking for some advice or guidance to feel healthier and calmer. So, why start this podcast? I'm a wellbeing and lifestyle coach, EFT practitioner, mum to four kids, and I discovered my own ADHD alongside one of my daughters at the age of 40. And now, after supporting many other women just like me, and probably you, I feel there's a need for more emphasis on well-being and lifestyle help for women with ADHD. And through the podcast, I want to offer you new insights and perspectives to enable you to live your most fulfilled, calm and balanced life. So wherever you are on your ADHD journey, my aim is to support you in finding the awareness and the most aligned tools to enhance your well-being so you can make the most intentional mindset and lifestyle choices moving forwards. Ready to get started? Here's the episode. Hi everyone. So before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to share with you some news that I think um, you are entitled to know. So you've probably been hearing me talk about my new membership. I've been emailing about it and putting it on my social media and talking about it on the podcast. And it is finally nearly here. I am launching on the 23rd of June. It's going to be called the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Collective. And I am working really hard behind the scenes to try and make sure that I deliver content that is right for this community, content that you're not getting on the podcast, and really guide you and help you on your ADHD journey. So what I am doing is creating three different pricing tiers. So we're going to have a basic one, um, a premium and a VIP. This is enabling lots of different people who can afford various different elements of my work, my support, and really offer you what it is that you're looking for wherever you are right now in your ADHD journey. So keep an eye out for it. If you haven't signed up for the waiting list, head to my website. It's coachingbykate.me.uk. And you'll see right there on the homepage, a link you can click on, get on the waiting list. And we launched on the 23rd. This is going to be founding members prices. You're going to be able to see exactly what you can get for these two tiers, which will include live workshops, extra podcast episodes, and live Q&A sessions with me and lots of different experts I've curated from the podcast and beyond. And I am so excited to be able to serve my community like this because I am really kind of at my full capacity with working with one-to-one clients. And I definitely want to be helping and serving and supporting more of you. So I hope that many of you will join me on this membership, this collective, as well as having the live workshops and Q&A. We're also going to be doing bringing a community together so you guys can interact with each other where hopefully if you enjoy the podcast we're all quite like-minded people and we're going to bring together a community so you guys can support each other and help each other and guide each other so make sure you head to my website or go to the show notes and you'll get all the information there about signing up for the Women's Wellbeing Collective. Hi everyone, welcome back to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast and today I'm really excited to 
be back in the, the screen, in the chair with Eve Rodsky, who I interviewed right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh my goodness, that was like we were right in the thick of it. And um, Eve is an organizational specialist and she's a New York Times bestselling author whose book, Fair Play, which is fantastic. And I literally recommend it to so many of my clients. It's always on my desk. And that is a gamified life management system that helps partners rebalance their domestic workload and reimagine their relationship, and which has actually elevated the cultural conversation about the value of unpaid labor and care. You know, this is just goes into so many of my coaching sessions. So I thank you so much for that book. And she now has a new book, which is the anticipated follow-up, Find Your Unicorn Space, Reclaim Your Creative Life in a Too Busy World. And in this book, Rodsky explores the cross-section between the science of creativity, productivity and resilience, something that I think we can all relate to. And it's the book's described as an antidote to physical, mental and emotional burnout. Wow. I mean, this is this is just everything about the podcast. And Eve aims to inspire a new narrative around the quality of time and the individual right to personal time choice that influences sustainable and lasting change. And all of Eve's work is backed by Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Witherspoon's media company, whose mission is to change the narrative for women through storytelling. So it's such an honor to have you on the podcast, Eve. Welcome. Thank you, Kate. It's so good to be back. What a feels like it was yesterday, but also 10 million lifetimes ago. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that when I read Fair Play, my favorite part of it was the unicorn space section. That was the bit that like sang to me. And I'm not surprised at all that this is your your follow-up. Um, because I can imagine that that was probably, you know, quite a theme when you spoke to lots of other women. Yes, it's you know, a book about creativity is not the natural follow-up to fair play, maybe fair play for business or fair play for work, which we want to do as well. But we felt like we couldn't ignore the data, which was so prevalent, Kate, in the fair play work, which is that, well, what's the point of me rebalancing my time if I don't know what to do with it? What's the point of you telling me that um, I can have more fairness and time choice if I don't believe I deserve a permission to be unavailable for my roles. Mm -hmm. Availability is my identity, Eve. What do you mean I'm mm -hmm. going to turn my phone off and have sustained attention to something I love? That would mean I may miss a call from somebody who needs me. So there was a lot of work we had to do in unpacking these themes of er erasure of women's identity of um, our loss of what I call a passion gap, uh, especially after 10 years focusing on just being a parent and or a partner and or a professional. And so this book really is an exploration of all those themes that I felt it wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair just to leave them on the table unexplored. Yeah. I mean, so for anyone that's not read Fair Play, isn't familiar with, with all of this, can you explain what Unicorn Space is? Absolutely. Unicorn space is the activities that make you come alive. It is a space that's mythical and magical, but doesn't freaking exist. Uh, just like a unicorn, don't tell my daughter that, um, until we reclaim it. A unicorn space is not self-care. It is not a private pursuit. Of course, self-care is important. And no one is saying that's not, but this is not about a one-off Spin class. This is not saying I spend time getting my hair dyed. 
This is not uh, using time in service of getting smaller, having your body shrink. This is about active pursuits that make you, you. And they're not passions, side hustles, hobbies. It's literally a cycle, Kate. It's a cycle of being curious, connected with others, and some version of completion. That's what unicorn space is. Okay. So I'm relating to the curiosity. I'm relating to the connection. And the completion side, perhaps for many of us, might be difficult. But I think because women that are listening to this podcast are either sort of think that they potentially have ADHD, have been diagnosed or awaiting diagnosis. And from the lots of women that I work with in my coaching space, I think what I see this underlying theme is that not enough of the women have got this unicorn space and their mental health is suffering. They are full of self-criticism. They are overachieving, but they feel guilty for, for doing anything for themselves. And they think that every spare bit of time should be doing the things that they feel that they can't achieve in their daily lives because they are... I don't know whether it's it's the ADHD, whether it's their busy lives, whether it's the fact that they are working so hard. And I know fully that when we kind of bring in a little bit of that unicorn space, our mental well-being is, is better. We're happier. The fulfillment, the contentment. It's such a powerful thing, isn't it, for us to be able to, to invite this into our life. But so many of us just don't even think about it. But what happens if we have this block that we can't complete things, that when we start things, we never finish? And I know you've used an example of a lady that had a hobby with beads and lots of things, and this is in the Fair Play book, and her husband was going crazy because she kept kind of collecting the beads but actually not doing anything with them. And I know that many people can relate to that because we love our hobbies and then we berate ourselves for all of a sudden going off our hobbies, you know, deciding that actually bead making or ceramics or Moroccan cooking, as you also, <laughs> you know, talk about, is not our bag anymore. So how do we navigate our unicorn space and remove the guilt, I think is my question. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I think it's really important because uh, ADHD is really interesting. And we now know that uh, creativity is linked to daily flourishing. The word of 2021, Adam Grant talked a lot about languishing. And whether or not you have ADHD or not, a lot of us did feel like we were languishing. What was interesting when I talked to people who are, I diagnosed ADHD were a lot of the diagnosis is also wound up with stress management, that there is a underlying stressor as, as well. And so oftentimes, you know, it comes out in versions of ADHD symptoms but I also think we need to be talking about the underlying stress of being interrupted all the time, of decision fatigue. When you don't have a share of mind to actually have diffuse thinking, to tinker, to focus, to ideate, it becomes a decision fatigue engine, your brain, and then it literally burns out. It burns out. And so the preventative medicine for this type of burnout, for this type of decision fatigue, which is great, again, for anybody who has an ADHD diagnosis to take shit off your plate, right? To be able to help focus, to be able to de-stress is ironically asking you to do something more as opposed to telling you to do something less. 
You're going to say no to things. And that's what fair play is about. Fair play is about no to saying no to unpaid labor. Unicorn space is about saying yes to being unavailable. Saying yes to vanquishing guilt and shame. Saying yes to asking for what you need. That is very, very important to get to completion. Like you said, those people who may feel like that's their struggle. And actually, I was saying to you earlier before we recorded that women who identified with ADHD often said, well, of the three C's of curiosity, connection, and completion, I feel curious. I have, you know, I feel like I have a connected life, but I'm having trouble completing things. It's important to realize that before we can even get to the creative life, the hurdle to be able to believe that time is our most valuable currency and that we don't have to give it away for free to everybody around us is really the baseline of fair play and unicorn space. Mm. You asked about guilt and shame. So what I, what I want to tie to that is to say that if you are on board with me and you say, yes, Eve, I believe in unicorn space. I believe I deserve permission to be unavailable for my roles. I know that will help with my stress management. But when I do it, it gets ruined by guilt and shame. That's what it was happening to a lot of women. So I'll give you an example. One woman said to me, you know, I, there's a, she lives in an apartment building now where a lot of people from Juilliard also live on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And she said they, they just put in a music room with a Steinway piano. And she's sort of freaking out because like that's her dream to go back to playing show tunes. She loves Broadway musicals. So she has her sheet music. She goes down and she notices, because there's also a beautiful window in this music room, that it's getting dark out. And then her heart starts pounding because she knows her child doesn't like to stay in daycare when it's dark out. And she's like, well, maybe I'll just do this when the times change. And, and she's told me she got up. She, she took her sheet music with her. She stuffed it in her bag. And she went to go pick up her child early from daycare. And so even if you made the decision to be unavailable, how do you stay in that decision? Mm-hmm. So that guilt and shame doesn't make decisions for you. In that case, guilt and shame were emotions that came on her. And not only did she feel them, but she acted on them. So my goal is to get people not to act on those decisions, to feel it, but not to act on it. Yeah. It is never too late to be interested in your own life. And that's the only antidote right now that we have for burnout. I wish I could tell you it was to take a walk around the block or to have a date night with your partner or to have a drink with a friend. The only antidote to this type of burnout that we've experienced during this great disruption is for us to be interested in our own lives. And so many people say, well, I don't even know what that is anymore. And that's why this book is saying, I don't know what it is for you, but I can help you find it. And one of the most beautiful ways to do that is really to have a return to to your deeply held values. I do that in the book. There's an exercise, a values exercise, where I ask you just quickly to spot three or four values that you think encompass who you are as a person. Um, You can get them really easy. You can get it by even just saying, oh, I used to like florals. Okay, well, florals. Okay. These are just two questions I'd like you to ask yourself. You can start by, you know, asking your values. We have those exercises for you. If you're even worried about saying, well, I don't even know what my values are anymore, except for duty and obligation, which I want people to burn down. Then what about saying, okay, I am curious about the word curiosity. I wonder is how I want people to start. Just one thing, instead of saying, okay, what are you good at? I don't know. What are your values? Maybe you don't know. Even that's a great place to start. 
If you're stuck, start with two words. I wonder, I wonder how chocolate is made. I wonder how I can keep my flowers alive for more than two days. I wonder what it would look like if I picked a daisy and combined it with a carnation. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it would look like if I went to a craft store. I wonder what I would pick if I got, if I went there, when I pick the baking equipment, when I pick the paints, I wonder is such a beautiful word. Creativity is very overwhelming for people. The word passion is very overwhelming for people. The word hobby is very demeaning to people Mm -hmm. because it connotes frequency. Side hustle is a terrible word because it's, it's, (laughs) It connotes that you have to make a money from what you do. Curiosity is where we start. I wonder are two really beautiful words. Yeah, I love that. It's reminding me of, um, you know, the book, The Artist's Way. And Julia Cameron recommends going on an artist date. And so I loved that book. Absolutely loved it. And I kind of stuck to the morning pages for a a good few months, actually. But I struggled with the artist dates. And if anyone that's not read it, is that she recommends that you go once a week on your own to, you know, you take yourself out on a date, whether it's a museum, whether you go to like a craft shop, you go to a beautiful garden and you just spend that time being curious. And and I know what stopped me from doing that, because in my head, I was like, well, I've got loads to do and I'm busy writing my morning pages and that's 15 minutes of my day. And to then take a whole afternoon to go on a date with myself to the theatre, the cinema, to a farmer's market, it just seems so indulgent. But I know as a coach and I know as someone that whose women's, you know, women's well-being is, is something that I am very passionate about, how beneficial that would be. And so I tried it a few times and I absolutely loved it. But I just, there was something there, was, there was a block that would I lie to people about it? Would I tell people that I'm going to go off and, and spend three hours on my own, you know, walking along the river and I, I don't know, like looking at birds? I don't know. But all I know is, is that it's needed more than ever because this burnout that we're feeling, this constant race against time that we, no one's ever winning. We're not, you know, we're not achieving Absolutely. anymore. We're not achieving any. And here, let me tell you the statistic that I find most interesting. We think we're going to be less busy in six months. (laughs) There's now time journal surveys that show human beings think they're going to be less busy in six months. And then guess what happens, Kate? I'm coming to you in September and you're more busy. You were actually report you were more busy in September than you were in March. It doesn't end, like you said. So this is the beauty of unicorn space. The beauty of unicorn space is I'm not telling you even to do an artist date, which could be a whole day and feel intimidating. I'm not even saying to you, that you have to find a a permanent hobby or like I said, a passion. All I'm saying is that we now know uh, the true definition of mental health. I went to a lot of mental health providers and I was always getting a version of this. It's never how to be happy. I wanna be happy, I wanna be content. It was, and this has also been beautiful because now it's what I say to my kids. I don't say I wish you happiness. I say, I wish you the appropriate emotion at the appropriate time and the ability and strength to weather it. Now, what's so beautiful about having a life philosophy like that is we understand that a lot of what we're going to feel, the top two words in my word cloud now over 10 years that women associate with home life are overwhelmed and boredom. Those are a deadly combination. I'm not saying you're going to not be overwhelmed and bored. A lot of us are. When we commute our kids, when my five-year-old roundhouse kicked me in the face and I ended up with a black eye, right? I mean, a lot of life is overwhelming and boring. But when you can have an umbrella, 
I'm focused on the ability and strength to weather it. Unicorn space is the ability and strength to weather it. It's whether or not we drown in that rain and those appropriate emotions at the appropriate time or whether we have an umbrella to weather it, those. And that's the beauty. You don't have to use your umbrella all the time. It doesn't rain all the time. But, but when it does, you can decide to drown or you can decide to put up your umbrella. Doesn't mean it's going to stop raining. That's why I say we can't wait for six months or for when we get paid leave or universal childcare or when men finally wake up to doing more in the home. I'm fighting for you. I promise you. I'm out there the rest of my life. I will be fighting for those things. But in the meantime, put up your umbrella. Mm. And those experiences, when you have an umbrella, are things that can't be taken away from you. So I'll give you an example. I was writing a chapter of Unicorn Space the day that Anna Roundhouse kicked me in the eye. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what? I'm able to weather this kick to the eye in a, such a more graceful way because I had that morning, I'd written that chapter. It, beca- it becomes an umbrella. That's how it works. You're building your resilience. Through- resilience. It's all yeah. about resilience. Yeah. Yeah. You're building your resilience through doing purposeful, fulfilled activities for yourself. It's like you're boosting this like spiritual. It's a spiritual vaccine. Yes. <laughs> That's it. It is. It's a spiritual yeah. vaccine. It's it, it's preventative medicine for decision fatigue. Yeah. It's all there you things. go. That's yes, it. Yes. That's the, those are the words I was looking for because it. we need something that energizes us, that doesn't deplete us. We need something, like you say, that is going to fulfill this curiosity and this creativity. And again, I'm going to go back to ADHD women, especially, do thrive off doing things slightly differently. They thrive off not being held by the shoulds and the societal conditionings that tells them that they should be doing this that's this way and because they don't enjoy one yoga class um they think that you know they can never enjoy yoga class they just need to go and find a yoga class that does things that they you know the way they like so we need to just find this unicorn space that works for us and it doesn't matter what it looks like to other people because like you say we need this spiritual vaccine we need this bolstering of resilience every day because shit is going to hit the fan and life is going to be hard and you know mental health challenges come up and all sorts of things come up especially when we are navigating ADHD and emotional regulation and very often women who I speak to have got children with ADHD and it's really hard work. So we're maybe just finding out that the whole reason why we've had mental health challenges and anxiety and sleeplessness and brain fog and all the things that, you know, throughout our lives is because of ADHD. But now we want our children to to thrive in a much better way than we have. And we want to give them this bolstering, this resilience so they can focus on their strengths because we now know that we are, we perform better, we live better, we thrive when we are focusing on our strengths and not being in this sort of self-critical mode. So living in a busy household where I'm constantly switching tasks, which we all know isn't that easy for the ADHD brain, I've recently been using a new tool to help me focus and concentrate while getting my work done. I came across Brain FM after someone else with ADHD recommended it to me and wow, I'm so glad I discovered it. I'm hooked and I'm using it pretty much every day now 
for various situations. Brain FM has access to over a thousand tracks across a wide range of different music genres and nature soundscapes, all specifically designed to help you focus, sleep, relax and meditate. I've recently used the different soundscapes to relax on a plane, train and cab, as well as choosing an hour-long relaxed track while having some very much needed reflexology. I've also used it to help me meditate and focus on my breath. And if you are anything like me, I can get easily distracted by outside noises and having the Brain FM app on my phone is a quick option to help me do what I want to do distraction free. But here's the best bit if you're interested in the neuroscience like me. Brain FM has based all their chosen tracks on neuroscience and psychology. So you can discover the perfect music for your brain by personalizing science-based features like neural effect and music complexity. And Brain FM's music is purpose-built to guide your brain into your desired mental state every time, meaning we can change our own neural pathways using Brain FM's chosen tracks. And the focus music is made to help you work better by blending into the background so you can focus distraction free. And trust me, it works. I've been so productive using Brain FM. And this is all the while stimulating the brain with gentle rhythmic pulses in the music that supports sustained attention. Now, if this is something that you feel that you need in your life, and trust me, I would not be promoting it if I didn't think it was worthwhile. I've got a discount code for you. So you can head to brain.fm forward slash ADHD women's wellbeing. That's brain.fm forward slash ADHD women's wellbeing. And I've got a code for you, which is ADHD women's wellbeing. You can start your free trial straight away. And then you get the discount when they charge you. All the details I will put on my show notes. So if you go to brain.fm, ADHD Women's Wellbeing, and use the coupon code ADHD Women's Wellbeing. I guess what people are thinking is, well, I have no idea. So is, is Unicorn Space your job if you're really passionate about it? That's a great question. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one story of a woman who identified an ADHD and what her unicorn space was because it was funny. But um, so if you have a job that's your unicorn space, you do, do that unconventional path and you find something you're passionate about, then you just need another unicorn space. That's that's the truth. <laughs> like I need dancing because it's hard to to work in a life of activism, even though this is also a unicorn space. We want cycles of curiosity, connection, and completion. Kate talking to you today, right? You, you're curious about your guests. How can I help women who are in my same situation? You then connect with those women and experts, and then you complete a podcast. You have the cycle. So this is a unicorn space. Yeah, very much. And, and that's what we're looking for. This one woman, she said to me, uh, she has ADHD. And so her unicorn space became jumping into the Atlantic ocean and, (laughs) And so, and she actually does have a, a job where she has passion in it. She likes what she does, but uh, she needed another thing. And it was, I think it's also for emotional regulation too, but that this week of pent up energy, um, jumping into the Atlantic Ocean with a group of women, she has this all women polar bear club in the Atlantic Ocean. And they have, they take Saturdays off until 2 PM. She has that time she's married to a man and God forbid men do childcare alone. Like it actually happens. 
Public service announcement. Men can do childcare by themselves. They don't need other women to come in to help them. You don't have to save them. They can do childcare on their own, on their own. No women to come in to help them when you're gone. <laughs> and so her husband does childcare on his own, uh, revolutionary concept. And she does this nine to two polar bear club. So I was just laughing because I think that's a great cycle of being curious. How would my body feel if I jumped into this water connected to a group of people who wanted to do it with her? And she did it. She dreamt. And that's the most important thing. Completion is not perfection, Kate. And especially for women with ADHD, it's okay not to like yoga. It's okay to have one unicorn space cycle to be curious about how to make chocolate, to connect with other and make the chocolate and say, okay, I'm done. I never need to make chocolate again. It doesn't have to be excellent. That's the problem. So many of these pursuits, if we're going to do them, we have to think they have an end goal of excellence. And I think that's where we get really caught up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so perfect in that, in the way that, first of all, the w- the lady that you talk about who jumps into the cold, the cold ocean, the yeah, amount she, of people with ADHD I know that do cold water swimming. I've already. Oh, really? One, that's weird. Yeah. There has to be some sort of, um, we have to do like a, a, a study on that. No, there really is. And I know someone else that, that does it and that's literally her unicorn space. And she, um, that's, you know, she's cold water swims and I, I do it as well. It's very, very calming. Wait, you do? That's so cool. Yeah. I thought this was a one-off. So I love, I love hearing when things are patterns. That's so, that's so interesting. Yeah, no, I know a lot of women who use it for emotional regulation and it's really good for anxiety. So Definitely. I mean, the fact that I didn't even think of that, that is my unicorn space. Um, Cause I go with two of the women so cool. who we, we have a great time. We laugh, we joke, we like get changed in like a park and we're like flashing dog walkers. <laughs> I'm <laughs> dying. So- I love it so much. That is a hundred percent a unicorn space. It's beautiful and it's active and, and it's, and what's so beautiful about it is it becomes ritualized. And that's the thing you were asking me about before it doesn't have to be these things where, again, like you said, you have to do it every single day. Like uh, I love a morning pages practice, but I also think anything that has um, a time frame on it can feel overwhelming to people. I have to do this in the morning. So, so a version of that, you know, you modify to say a weekly jump in the ocean, just as good as morning pages, right? It's just the ritualization and however you want to do it. A once a month a tea party. I don't know, whatever it is. There's so many cool things. One woman, I know uh, her business, I talk about her in Unicorn Space, her her business, her toy business wasn't doing well during the pandemic with supply chain issues. She had all these motors, unused motors. And she's like, I, I wonder, back to, I wonder what mm. it would happen if I put a motor inside a cake. And she started to make movable cakes. And now she calls herself a <laughs> confectionery roboticist. <laughs> that's what I wish for all of us. I wish for us that I wonder where there's some curiosity, but it also could take us through connection with others and some completion point. Yeah. I nearly made myself a, a new unicorn space before the pandemic. So I may have been inspired by your book because it, the timing kind of works that I decided that I wanted to learn how to play drums. So I found a drum teacher. I was so excited. I found this guy that lives not too far away. He he could do half an hour lessons. It all fitted in perfectly. And I had about four drum lessons. And I didn't tell anyone because I was actually really embarrassed that I, first of all, maybe had carved out this time that I thought was so indulgent. 
um, when I should be doing other things as a grown woman. And drumming is a bit like left field, isn't it, for a woman who's like 40. So I told my kids, they all laughed their heads off. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to keep this one to myself. And then within four weeks of my drumming um you know experience the pandemic hit and that was the end of that and and I haven't gone back to it but that was a completion by the way you did it I wonder you connected with a drum teacher and you you completed a drum lesson yeah like that that's a unicorn space cycle and so that's what I said that what you did that they can't take that experience away from you whether anything else happens who knows that may have been able to channel rage at the time that would have been an emotional cascade that you would have yelled at someone else. And that would have led to some bad outcome. Now you don't know, but the beauty is that you did that. You could always go back to drums if you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just shows how deep it goes and how it can penetrate so many different areas of your life. Because if you're feeling excited, fulfilled and um, happy, that's going to translate into your relationships, into your parenting. hundred percent everywhere. Yeah. Into your business, your career. And, and that is priceless. It's literally priceless because if you're a happy, fulfilled person, that you're going to do well, no matter what, you're going to attract good energy. You're going to put out good energy. And I think, you know, what, this means is actually much bigger than just taking up, you know, I'm going to say inverted commas a hobby, because this is something that we're modeling to our children as well to show them how important it is to to look after your, that's that soul. It's like a soul level, isn't it? It's your soul. And it's because it's a practice, like a yoga practice you were talking about before, exercise practice, it's a practice of daily flourishing. Creativity in daily life leads to daily flourishing. And that's what we want, especially for women who have ADHD, because there's so much of life that feels overwhelming and and and, and stressful. And so the antidote to that is flourishing. And mm-hmm. the beauty, ironically, is it's not just enough to take things off our plate, because our plate then gets filled with, with other things. It's like the never-ending bucket. It's that you have to fill those big rocks first so that the sand doesn't get in. And those big rocks are these things, these creative pursuits. Um, But as we said, we don't want to get stuck in a graveyard of unfulfilled dreams, as my friend Amanda says. And so recognizing that completion can look different for anybody, but literally just jumping in the water is a completion. Writing a haiku that you share with your son is a completion. Riding a, a horse which I was thinking about because someone said they were really getting into dressage. I don't exactly know what that is, but um, <laughs> riding a, I, I think it has to do with riding a horse yeah. it is, is a completion. It doesn't mean you have to win every ribbon or contest and whatever dressage means or go to the Olympics. Just brush that horse, look at it in its eye and, and get on the back and have a communal relationship with that animal. And so if you want to get to that intersection of happiness and fulfillment and purpose, I talk about this a lot in Find Your Unicorn Space. That intersection is what we're talking about here, that sweet spot. Because happiness without meaning is emotional eating, doom scrolling, binge watching TV. Happiness without meaning is all those things. Meaning without happiness is often associated with caregiving. So the intersection of happiness and meaning or fulfillment, as you called it, is what we're looking for. And that's where Unicorn Space lives. I love that. You know, you've reframed so many things in such a beautiful way that I think so many people can relate. And 
thank you for giving me that reframe on the drumming. Of course. Because even though I literally had no control over the, the situation, but I was berating you myself. You did. You but did I went, it. I did it, but I was berating myself for not going back after the pandemic. And things change, you know, life has changed. My career's changed, you know, in two years. But you made me realize that I did four lessons. You played the drums. I want to I wanna just pick up a drumstick. I've never played the drums. I've never actually felt what it felt like to have a drumstick in my hands and play the drums or to kick on the bass or to know yeah. how hard it is to coordinate your hands and your feet. You did that and you called an instructor. You had, you met that person. There was effort into that and there was a completion. And no matter what, if it's one lesson or four, it does change your life. It does. And it's just the way it is. You don't know where that's going to use your, use a drumming metaphor in your book. And you'd be like, oh my God, I wouldn't have had that metaphor if it wasn't for those lessons. You don't know where it's going to come up again. So you just keep saying, I wonder, I wonder what it was like to play drums. I wonder what it would be like, like I said, to make chocolate. I may never do it again, but I have this really, and I have a dream that I really want to put chocolate into molds and make chocolate lollipops like my cousin used to do. So I have to ask her in that asking, I'm, it may not be my ultimate passion of my life, but I will, I'm going to connect with my cousin, Lauren. I'm going to ask her how she makes chocolate into molds. We're going to do it together. And then that completion is sharing with my kids. That's mm -hmm. a unicorn space. Fantastic. Eve, thank you so much. Kate, you're the best. I love being with you. Okay. I have to actually literally jump. I can't even talk to you after because I'm going to get my son a COVID test. Seth handled the medical aspects of his throwing up. And now I'm handling the COVID aspects of uh, getting him back to the school forms of getting him back to school right now. Right. You need to go, but everyone go and buy Eve's book. It's on Amazon. Fair play and finding your, is that what, just tell me the full title of the. It's fair play. Um, and the, well, you can always look for a game changing solution for when you have too much to do and more life to live and find your unicorn space, reclaiming your creative life in a too busy world. So you could definitely find them on Amazon. Uh, and we also, if, uh, you can't find them. You can always listen to our podcast, which is available everywhere. I mean, in different countries through Spotify and iHeartMedia and iTunes. And that's called Time Out Podcast. Oh, Eve, thank you so much. I can't wait to share this with the audience. And I will speak to you very Thanks, soon. Thanks, Kate. I'll talk Take to you care. soon. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. So that's today's episode done. Did what we talk about resonate with you? I really hope you found some takeaways that may inspire you to make some small changes that enhance your daily life. And if you did find this episode insightful, please do consider sharing it. Knowledge and awareness is power, especially with ADHD. You can also head over to the show's Instagram page, which is ADHD Women's Wellbeing Pod, and join the community that's waiting for you there. And if this episode really did strike a chord, please do consider leaving us a review to enable more people who need to hear these conversations find the show. Thanks so much for joining me today and see you next time.